you try to get to the lead person. And then I've heard Roger say this recently, and, and I agree with it, that um, we, we, if we're not dealing with them, we want to know who their right hand, um, you know, the phrase is right hand man. It may be a lady, it may be a man, but who's their right hand man? Who do they trust in their organization? And the answer is, it's never the facilities person, ever. So the facilities person will obviously be wrong. Now, based on the size of the organization, it may be a COO, it may be a financial person, it may be an attorney, you know, it may be whoever. Uh, but we got to find out who they trust. And generally, if we can have, a, even if it's a phone conversation with the leader, the business leader, our next step down, if we can discern it, if we can ask it, who do they rely on? Who do they rely on for trusted advice in their, in their own company? That's who we want to talk to. Now, COOs, and, and in smaller organizations, you know, and, and the Girl Scouts is a huge organization, Girl Scouts of South Carolina, whatever. In smaller organizations, they're always going to want the approval of, of their boss. Um, small organizations, that's kind of what people do is they, um, they're looking for the, the lead person to give a thumbs up. Maybe not tell me everything and I will make the decision, but they're still looking for a approval. And then, like you said, then they go sign the agreement and they're off and running. Um, I think the answer always is aim as high as you can. And if you don't sense, I'm going to be able to talk to this person, find out who their confidant is in the organization. And I think this is a, um, I mean, Challenge Yourself t teaches us that there's, I don't know, is it 6.5 or 7.2 or 5.2 average people that participate in the decision-making? And maybe we haven't experienced 5.2, but we certainly, in every sale that you guys have made, every sale, there's been more than one. Oh, yeah, there's, there's probably about five. Yeah. <laughs> right. And they can't necessarily say, yeah, I mean, they, they all influence. It's not, and, it, and, and what you're trying to do is build a swell of influence so great that the person who signs on the dotted line can't say no. And um, I'll add something to, to Christy's point. Um, I think she's heard me say, Roger's heard me say this, Charles has. The answer to many of our questions, the answer is always found earlier in the sales process, never later. Yeah. I'll handle that later. Never. That's never the answer. So, so here's what I'm talking about in this particular instance. We need to get better and more proficient at some type of upfront contract with the person that we're, let's just say it's the COO. We need to get better at an upfront contract of how we, together, are going to present to the, the 5.2 or the CEO or whoever ultimately is going to need to be aware of this opportunity. We, together, are going to put that together and present that 
and we have to have an upfront contract at the beginning before they feel threatened, before we ask them, so who makes this decision? And they go, I do. I've never even asked them that. I wouldn't ask them that. I'd figure it out in my own head. But the whole time I assume they got to go to somebody else and I'm going with them and I'm going to get an upfront contract that they agree. Yeah, we'll do this together. Sure, we'll go talk to them before we work our way down to the end and it's much more difficult for them and it's more threatening to them. But we had an agreement. Got to set that upfront contract that we together are going to go to whatever the decision-making party is and, and share what this opportunity is. And it's easier when it's not threatening up front for them to agree to it because it's not imminent. Well, and that I think that's really good. And so both Roger and Matt are trying really hard to use action plans. And I think that the action plan used in a non-threatening way helps um, vet out a lot of what you're talking about and gain um, approval. And Roger did that yesterday. Um, he's been courting Tyson for um, a long time. And um, Tyson has been problematic because they fired their plant manager that we had a direct in with and their facilities guy. They just cleaned house. And plant engineer. And plant engineer. They're gone. Over about a span of eight months, they fired everybody. Yeah. And they've hired everyone new. Yeah. But, um, but the only one person that we've had constant with over there the is controller. the controller. So Roger got in yesterday with Keisha and, um, you know, I don't want to steal your thunder. You can talk about it. But the action plan kind of helped get everybody on the same page. Yeah. So what I did was going in there, I said, hey, Keisha, we've had a lot of, you know, we've had a lot of change at Tyson and you've been my constant person here throughout the whole thing. So really put wind in her sails. And you know, the reason you brought us in here was because there was some mistrust with your incumbent. And I let her talk. She's like, oh yeah, MSS was incumbent with calls and we weren't happy with the work and we started using you guys, so we trusted you guys. And get, you know, went through this whole thing of why they were using us. Like, I'm so glad you remember that. You know, I can't wait to uh, meet the new plant manager. And she actually set up the meeting where I was about to, unbeknownst to me, I thought I was meeting with Keisha. Keisha was taking me in to meet with the new plant manager and the new maintenance manager and the refrigeration manager all at once after they got done with their big meeting. And so as we walked in, Keisha introduced me and was able to introduce, this is Roger with Total Comfort Solutions. They've gotten us out of a bunch of binds. We were working with them before. We should hear what he has to say. And through that, was able to gain a mute, an action plan that involved the plant manager, the plant engineer, the maintenance manager, with Keisha as my contact for us to take all the pricing. She's got all the financials, get all the financials from her. But we set the meeting up where all four of us were going to be at the verification meeting. And who am I going to work with in each phase of the sale? And mutually agree that this is how we're going to go forward for the next six weeks on a plan. Yeah. So a couple of things. Well done. That's, that's a perfect example. Well done. Great job with the action plan. So here's two things I'm going to tell you. Actually, it's one thing. It's from two perspectives. Y'all just always have to assume um, the process is going to go sideways. You have to assume. So in this instance, yeah. Yeah. 
Roger, when you show up for that meeting and you got four people and we're all on the same page and yes, we're all going to do this together, that plant manager is going to go, they can handle that. I'm busy. That's what he or she is going to do. And what you have to do starting today is you have to keep an email dialogue or text or phone or whatever that person prefers. You have to keep a dialogue letting them know opportunity. Saw a few things, we're going to be able to help you. This is some ways we're going to be able to help your business be better. Opportunity, opportunity, because you got to keep that person engaged until that meeting time. Because yeah. if you don't, if you don't, I'm telling you, they won't be there. Yeah. Okay. Right. So the second part of that, assuming the worst, I, honestly, I just try, I don't try to, um, there's no hopium on my part that I'm sitting there with a person that they go, yep, I'm the decision maker. I'm not looking for that. I'm assuming they're not. Just like Christy just said, there's always somebody else. Even if it's the owner of the company, they're gonna go home and talk to their spouse. You know, whatever. They're gonna they're gonna run it by their dog. There's gonna be somebody else involved. And I'm not trying to get them to say, I'm the woman, I'm the man, I do it. But it's never true. I wanna know who is the confidant. Who is the other person? And I wanna arrange we are going to do this together. Upfront contract, email, stay in. So everybody in y'all's funnel, everybody in y'all's funnel, the both of you, y'all should have communicated with all of them this week. And next week. And every week until your deal's over. Because that's the only way you're going to keep them engaged with your process. And communication can simply be, hey, I saw the Gamecock thing on the wall when we met, and good win Saturday, congratulations. That's communication. But that's keeping you on their mind and letting them know that they are on your mind. Everyone in the phone. Yeah. Um, I'm going to transition us to a qu another question, Todd. Um, because my, mine might be a little bit, a little bit different as far as it's not really a, a link process question. It's more of a, a dynamic question for something for thinking about. Well, I guess it is a link process question. I'll just ask it. As we move into these new verticals that we are lightly targeting, government and municipalities, um, who specifically can we target in these? Who have we had? across our company, who have we had movement with or advocates with in those spaces as far as, you know how Matt's talking about targeting a COO, who are some people we can start just kind of, just to target, to learn, and take through a process that we may or may not win, but we're starting to, with dynamic coming down, coming through in the next, you know, going to the run phase, we want to be able to bring these, differentiate ourselves and bring these people on. Again, it opens up really three new verticals for us. You know, who would you be thinking about having these conversations with going forward um, in government, in municipalities, in, in that space? Who have we had any traction with? 
Um, <clears throat> so in schools, I'll, I'll, I'll jump to school. You didn't ask schools, but I'm, I'm starting there. Gotcha. In Greenville County schools, mm -hmm. it's not going to be the superintendent. Okay. They got seven. They got seventy-seven thousand students. Yeah. Okay. But most of the school districts in South Carolina have seven thousand students or sure. less. Then, then it's the superintendent. So I say this: large municipalities, you know, Greenville, Columbia, it might be the mayor. It's according to who you can develop a conversation with. Hmm. But it might be the mayor. But I'll share with you in in local government. If you get down to the maintenance manager, their um, their political, they're generally weak-minded as far as their willingness to push something, and you have to find a change agent. Yeah. And I would just I would say the administrator the city administrator, the municipal administrator, the county administrator. Um, I would say that's the person. Um, I got an audience. This has been years ago when I was at Johnson Controls, but I got an audience with the county administrator in Greenville mm -hmm. and for Greenville County, which yeah. is the largest county in the state. And uh, so that's probably not out of reach. Mm -hmm. um, but administrator, uh and then who's their right-hand person? Who do they rely on? The administrator. <clears throat> who does the administrator rely on? And y'all, it's interesting. So often the ear, the, the person they rely on, so often is a financial person. Mm -hmm. But the financial people, I think Matt, you and I have talked about this. They never decide anything mm. ever. So they are the confidant. They are the person that can tell you all the problems. They are the person that can tell you how to navigate and what all needs to happen. They will decide nothing. So I think the answer to your question, Roger, is administrator and then the financial person for the county. But you got to recognize that financial person will decide nothing. And you have to co-author us two presenting to the administrator or the city council, county council, whatever, ever how they have to do things um, at the end of the process. Why? I, 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 I'd like to know more about the finance, why the finance person doesn't make a whole lot of decisions. Um, that's interesting to me because I feel like they have, they're pretty... I feel like they make no decisions. He's right. They, they don't make any decisions. But they don't make any decisions at all? Huh. They know the pain, and they have the bills and the invoices. You know, it's funny. They hear the That's interesting. If we kind of dial into their personality profile, mm -hmm. they are they're not a D. Um, yeah. No, they're not a D. They're a high C, high, C. high S. And uh, yeah. decision makers typically um, are Ds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Change agents it's true. Yeah. Second it's part true. of that. And, and I will say yeah. this. They tend to want to tell all the problems. They'll share with you problems and pain. They'll tell you what the problems of the organization are. They just aren't going to accept any responsibility for creating them or needing to fix them. Interesting. 
They're very neutral. I feel like they say they just look at the numbers and give like a recommendation based on a number, but they don't make they don't make a decision. I, I think I think two things. They're a credible place to start because usually they're credible. So if it's right. the financial person, if they tell the head the head business person, you you should talk to Roger. Roger's got some good thoughts. They're credible. Yeah. If the facility guy tells the lead person, head business person, you should talk to Roger. He's got some good thoughts. They still probably won't talk to you. Yeah, because they're probably so, like asking for more money. The maintenance guy's always asking for money to fix some throw money at it. I was I was talking to Kelly Panosic and she used this phrase as a good one. Um, she said that with most company, most business people, the building is a pain in my P and L. Yeah. She said that's the way they see it. She said the building is a pain in my P and L. And they associate that pain and the problems and the issue with the building, the facility guy. Yeah. He's the face of their pain. He's the face of their pain. And they really don't want to dive into co-authoring anything. Sure. So the the financial person can get you access to the decision maker if you're credible. Mm -hmm. But just... Know in your mind, no matter what this person says, they, I can't even ask them to decide anything. Well, and you know what? Um, access, if you're credible, and you know that is one thing that I am super excited about with both Roger and Matt. They're both very credible. I'm wearing glasses now. I know. Super <laughs> credible. I told him he looked good at him. He needs to wear them more often. <laughs> looks smarter now. Get in more doors. Yeah. People will talk to me more. Hey, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do next is I'm going to paint some gray hair in their hair, and then that's going to make them even more credible. Yeah. I'm my beard. So <laughs> pepper right here. Beat up my life a little bit. That's right. That's right. Um, but, you know, maybe, I mean, Keisha absolutely, you know, worked exactly by design. We, we, we were hopeful with that strategy that that was going to work, and it did. Yeah, you know, yeah. she's she can't make a final decision, but golly, she sure did um, arrange um, yeah. for some great things that Roger was hopeful of but didn't really <clears throat> anticipate. Right. She said something interesting, too, though. And going back to that whole thing with, um, you know, that's not the final decision being made. She's like, I will be the one. She said to me, I can't make a decision, but I will be the one having, helping you navigate through legal and Tyson corporate like she's the she would be the she would be my contact to help me navigate through that if they decide this is what they want to do then hey we got to get it through even the planners can decide it but it's still got to go through corporate it's still got to go through legal and she would be my main point of contact moving that agreement through so you're totally right on that that even though even if the plant manager who's the highest ranking person at the facility says yes it still has to go to corporate and it still has to pass through legal and there still has to be negotiation and in that nine, that 10% from 90 to 100, there, we gotta remove roadblocks and she said she'd be my person to help remove roadblocks in that 10%. So at the beginning here, you recognize, is it is Keisha? Is that her yeah, name, Keisha? Yeah. Keisha, you recognize and she said, I'm gonna help you navigate. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying that's good, right? Oh, I, I you, yeah, it is. It's helpful. That's good. No, it is good. You need to get. You need to figure out how do I get that in some way that's tangible that I can put back in front of her when this whole thing gets a little risky. Because I'm telling you, 
a decision to change to us, a decision to change most things in a business is risky. And that would resist. He got the chance of looking bad. He got the chance of somebody not liking it. Mm -hmm. You're taking a risk. Eventually, Keisha is going to be faced with a risk and she's going to hesitate. And you're going to need some kind of leverage point to remind her, you said you were going to help me navigate this organization. Right. And if you can, if you can get that in an email or something like that, then when the going gets rough at the end, you can put it back in front of her and you can hold her accountable and she'll jump back in there and help you. I'm just saying, knowing this stuff's going to happen at the beginning mm -hmm. and preparing for it is very powerful. Yeah. He did take her some donuts too. Yeah. They said that it was always good to bring sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Sugar before a meeting sweetens everything. That's what the plan manager said. She's like, oh, you did, you smart move bringing some donuts into our, our manager's meeting. I was like, yeah, I wasn't. I, this isn't my first rodeo. I got you guys. <laughs> and so you just keep bringing in sugar and you're going to have a lot easier meetings. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, it's like, cool with me. Matt's been known to drop off muffins. I like so muffins. I like, like blueberry food. muffins. We like food around here. Matt likes to get more fiber in your diet. I'm not much of a sugar. Sounds like you're going to be dropping off Girl Scout cookies from now on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Month old Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> Free supply. We're just, we just promoting um, all of our, our customers. We're trying to do out, so, do out and advocate well, for all. Going back to the schools and, and, and uh, municipalities, you mentioned the, the administrator for the municipalities, but with the schools, it's not the superintendent necessarily. For some of our larger schools here, um, would it be well, the person that's over financials that would you know know the pain possibly, or just any of them yeah, that answer yeah. the phone? <laughs> it, probably, but I think a conversation. I think when I use the biggest school district in the state and like the 60th largest school district in America yeah. as the example, right. I was exaggerating saying. In the largest at BMW, we're not going to talk to the CEO. No, we're not going to get in the C-suite at BMW. We're not going to get in the Chinese C-suite at at a Volvo down in Charleston. Correct. Okay, we got to be reasonable with yeah. our assessment of who is in charge here locally that I can get to. Now, I would say with ninety-five percent of the school districts, it's the superintendent. Mm-hmm. I just said Greenville County Schools. It's not. Well, and talking about right. specifically with Greenville County Schools, and we might you might find this at Richland One or Richland Two, or at Lexington District One, because those are our largest. Um, they probably have a utilities director, and I think that that's the lane that um, Larry and those went in with Greenville. Isn't that right? Facilities director, not utilities director. No, um, utilities. Yeah, utilities. Okay. Utilities. I would just tell you that probably, again, you just referenced the biggest school district, right. one of the biggest in America. Do not use Greenville County Schools well, as an example for right. all the rest of our school districts. It, it, the superintendent generally is a politician, and you need to look at the school board. Do we or anybody know a member of the school board? Do we know somebody in administration? An, an introduction to the um, superintendent is a good thing. If we, 
And by the way, if we decide, hey, we can deal with schools, we got a good story for schools, we're going to go to the superintendent's statewide meeting, the superintendent's association meeting, we're going to go to that, and we're going to meet superintendents, and we're going to get in with superintendents. So I don't know what kind of answer you're looking for, but I will tell you the 95% answer is the superintendent. There's 5%, 5% of everything else. To me, those are handled special. The superintendent. Now, and by the way, you're not going to go talk to the superintendent today. We're developing a dynamic message. I got all the stuff right here where we're working on it. And we're going to take a dynamic message to the superintendent. But you're not going to do that. You're not going to make a call today and go try to sell them a service contract. All right, we've got one minute left. Perfect. Any closing comments or? Um... I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, Roger. That is so kind. I'm just trying to be positive. I'm being positive. We are being positive. That's great, Roger. I, I too wish everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I got it uh, first. Now you see. Like, and a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Well, I'll see you before Christmas. So. That's good. I'll see you next. Hey, week. I appreciate that, and I want to encourage the both of you. I want to encourage the both of you. Call on some big places. Get some big not get some big licks oh. in your funnel. Uh, you Tyson, Tyson is I'm assuming is a big place, but you you need some contracts that are a hundred thousand oh, dollars in yeah. your in your funnel. Yeah, I and saw because that got we're gonna sell we're gonna like those things you just sell. Those are great sales, but it takes a long time for those to add up to your final number you want to have at the end of yeah. a year. Um, and so. I would encourage you start getting the idea of what are some bigger places. School districts will be okay. We're going to do that. Some municipalities will be. Some state government. There's lots of them. Trust mm-hmm. me. Don't sit there and think, "Ooh, there's five, and if I call them those five, I'm done." There's going to be lots of them. So just get some, target some big places to get in your funnel because we're going to need some hundred thousand dollar deals in addition to the ten thousand, fifteen thousand, five thousand. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Happy Thanksgiving. <clears throat> hey, thank you very much. Good to chat with you. Bye, guys. Thanks. This was thank fun. You. Thank you. All right, gentlemen. Great job. Thank you yes. all so much. And um, I'm excited about year end, and I'm excited about 2023. I got yeah. some big stuff in my in big concept meetings next week. <laughs> big stuff. I got some big stuff. Y'all, got, y'all doing well. I took the gift to the Are y'all coming out? Yes. We're done.